0: Thank you, Eric. All right. Well, good morning. So wonderful to see you here. Yeah, long time no see. I might be mistaken in this, but I think it's been four, almost four years, almost four years, but uh, since my last Sunday morning here. I could be mistaken, but I don't know because I have never heard uh, Pastor Mitch preach before. Uh, so maybe we're here in 2019, I'm not sure. Um, but let me just say, it is a joy to be here. Uh, for those of you who are wondering who is this uh, interesting face before you, uh, we haven't met yet. My name is Travis Phillips. Uh, I am the, the proud and favorite and only ch- son of uh, David and Cindy Phillips. And I grew up in this church. This is my home church. I, right? So praise God. Yeah. I have a lot of fond memories that involves East Glenville Community Church. Uh, all the people, all the activities that we did together, the ministries that we did uh, with each other. How so many men and women have sh- helped shape me to be who I am, and encouraged and fostered my spiritual growth. And so, you. Who are here? Who I know, along with others who have uh, been here from from years past, uh, those who have either um, passed away or or moved on, have played such an important role in my own spiritual development. And so I'm grateful that in God's sovereign plan over my life involved many years here at at East Glenville. But my wife and Jamie now we live in West Haven, Connecticut. Um, for, like I said, almost four years now. Uh, I am currently serving as the pastor of New Life Church in West Haven, Connecticut. It is an evangelical free church of uh, America. That's our denomination. And we're like very close cousins. In fact, I think still—I think my retirement plan is one that Four Seas pastors use as well. So we share a lot of the same resources, a lot of the same philosophies. I find it to be very comfortable uh, to be an EFCA pastor um, just with how much I appreciate the four C's, right? Um, those who were here before we left, you might have remembered that you sent us off. You invited us up front on stage and, and prayed God's blessing on us. Uh, many have also supported us with very generous gifts. And I want to share with you but, but the praise of God that your investment in us in all the years, is paying off. Uh, Jamie and I have seen God do some great things in our church and in our community down in Connecticut. Um, not just in our church but but through our church. Jamie is a faithful witness for Christ in her workplace and she leads up the women's ministry uh, which is a surprising thing to her um, but God had blessed her with, with a good friend to kind of help that. Um, And it seems like God has also brought in uh, perhaps another woman uh, to kind of pick up and be a good partner for the future. I've had many opportunities to bring glory to God by how he's allowed me to invest in the people down there in our church, outside of our church, encouraging them to go into a deeper relationship with God and a deeper relationship with other people. And so we're so very grateful for those who continue to pray for us. we very much do have a sense of feel that you guys sent us off. Um, and so I'm happy to report that God is doing some great things. Um, like I said, it's been about four years. It's hard for me to believe that I've been here, you know, here and there, but, but not like this. This is how I like to be here, right? My last Sunday worshiping here, my, my family has grown, right? We, we, we have two girls now. Uh, we have Ava and little Rose, who was born at the end of May. Um, my hair has thinned out a little bit right there. Um, you guys have changed as well. Um, all for the better, I'm sure. Right? And there's people who I don't think I recognize. And I say, praise God. Praise God. You know, um, there's different. East Glenville does not look the same since I've been here. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Praise God, uh, you to Buchanan Hall. I think that looks fantastic, right? The youth, room got, the youth room was repainted. Now, while I was a part of the previous paint job and I thought we did a rather fine job, I'm so happy, honestly, I'm more happy that the current generation of youth are making that room their own. That's great. There've been some other changes uh, since my last Sunday with you. Sandy retired, Chantel is now your worship director. How cool. Nick is your, is your youth pastor. He wasn't here when I left. We've talked maybe a handful of times. You've got a new pastor who I've talked with a handful of times. Once in person and one on the phone. There are new people. There are new ministries. There's new mission trips. Fresh purpose. I find it to be so very encouraging. Because it's evident to me that God is still at work at East Glenville Community Church. He's leading you forward. That's encouraging. That's what we've been praying for. I'm sure you're praying for that as well. But let me tell you, as an insider who's not an outsider and coming back, I see it. And I hope you find some encouragement in that. As I was preparing for today's sermon, I went on to your to your website, uh, egcchurch.org. If you haven't been there yet, check it out. And on your homepage, I read these words. Because I was like, well, where about? Like, what is the the... Push of East Glenville currently. Here are the words I read Learning to love God and others as we follow Jesus together. And I thought, well, I like that a lot. I like that. I particularly like the word together. It reminds me of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. The body of Christ, the church, as it's growing in Christ, as it's joined and held together by all supporting ligaments, growing and building itself up in love as each part does its work. Right? The people of God working together, learning to love God and love others as you follow Jesus together. I love that word, together. It's going to be a word that i go through Ezra 3. I chose Ezra chapter 3 for today's message because it tells the account of the people of God working together for the praise of God's name in their community right? Ezra chapter 3 is, is a historical narrative. It's not like an epistle. And for those who are wondering, well, what does that word mean? That's a letter. Those are the letters specifically in the New Testament that usually give direct commands. If you're familiar with Romans chapter 12, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? Don't think of yourselves more uh, don't be haughty, but, but serve one another in love. Practice hospitality. Those things are in the epistles. Uh, the direct commands, do this, don't do that. Uh, Ezra chapter 3 doesn't tell us that. right? There is no, oh yes, and now you currently, this is what you should be doing. It's a historical account. But it is a part of scripture. And here's what we'll, I we'll bring that point up. And... The second epistle to, the, to Timothy, Paul wrote that all scripture is God-breathed. Let me just say this. Ezra chapter 3 is inspired by God. His words on page. And it's useful to teach us, to correct us, to rebuke us, to train us in righteousness so that we, the servants of God, might be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So even though it doesn't tell us, you know, uh doesn't tell me Travis Phillips you, you should do this there's principles in there there's principles found within that third chapter of Ezra chapter 3 that can help help us help you learn to love God and others as we follow Jesus together right we, we're not the returning jewish exiles from babylon who need to rebuild the temple in jerusalem that's not god's call on your life we're the people of god in the northeast You here in your community and and Jamie and I and and our girls down in southern Connecticut. But we're the people of God, Uh, servants, his servants in a community who are being invited to partner with God in his mission to reach a lost world. To, as a church, work together for the praise of our good God's name in, in your community, in my community back in Connecticut. And so this morning I want to highlight eight principles from this text that I believe can help specifically you East Glenville but also I'll be preaching this down at my home church in September so the polls are not just limited to you. It's not me saying hey you do this while I just lay back easy no to help us work together so that God's name will be praised in your community and if you haven't opened your Bibles to Ezra chapter 3 yet I'm going to ask you to do that If you're uh, some of the folks who you use an app on your phone, type it in, please. Um, When I got installed as the pastor of our church, they gave me this wonderful Bible that I love preaching from. It is in the NIV. Um, I also really love the ESV, but this is my preaching Bible. And so if our words sound a little bit different, that's why... um, but I think I've read through and there's, it's, it'll be easy to follow along. A little bit of context. Uh, As Pastor Phil would say, context is king. So for those who who need to be caught up to speed with what in the world was going on in Ezra chapter three, let me give you the cliff notes. The Jewish people are now under the rule of the Persian Empire uh, and under Cyrus Cyrus the Great. And prior to that, they were under the rule of the Babylonians. Um, And the majority of the people were living in exile away from Jerusalem. Why? Because the sins of the people and the sins of the, leader, the leaders of Judah, God had raised up Babylon to, to allow his people to go into exile for about 70 years in total. Now, during that time, the, the temple was destroyed. But God had promised that he would not abandon his people. He would not pull back. From his covenant to Abraham, their forefathers. His covenant to David. His covenant with his people. So now, as God had promised, the people of God are returning to Jerusalem. And this temple that was previously built by King Solomon, centuries prior, destroyed. And it needed to be rebuilt. So now they return to rebuild the temple. Why? Why? so that God's name would be praised once again in their community. Not working together so they can build something impressive that tourists can go in and say, wow, what a great building. That's not what their purpose was. God had said to his people back in Exodus chapter 20, you are a nation of priests. Right? The, The vision was that people would come to Jerusalem, not just Jewish people, Gentiles as well and learn about God and that the people of God would be representing God to others so that they would catch the fire if you will be drawn to God and so thinking about it that way it sounds so similar to our mission right go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end. Right? So again, God's not call is not for us to go to Jerusalem and build a temple. God's call is for you to go, but also be here. Work together so that his name will be praised in your community. What are these principles? Right? The people of God working together for the praise of his name, In their community if you're not going to write down anything else write that down please starting off the first three verses right we see in the seventh month of came the Israelites settled in their towns the people assembled together as one in Jerusalem and then you have uh Jeshua as the ESV says and Joshua as the NIV says just a difference of translating translation they're the same person and Zerubbabel and his associates began to build the altar of God of Israel to sacrifice burnt offerings on it in accordance with what was written in the law of Moses, the man of God. Despite their fear, the fear of the people around them, they built the altar on its foundation and sacrificed burnt offerings to the Lord. How? What are the, what's the first principle? You begin by worshiping God. That's where we should begin, by worshiping God. You imagine if they went through all the work to rebuild the temple, but not once, not once worshipped God, or not even starting by worshiping God. All of their work would be worthless, ultimately. The same thing for, for, for East Glenville. The same thing for New Life. If we like, oh, we'd love to see more people come. We'd love to make a difference in our community, but we don't actually take time privately and corporately to worship God. What is our work worth? Not much, not much in light of eternity, right? Begin by worshiping God. You say, well, that's an easy one. Yeah, it is easy. It's so important though. Next step, uh, verses 4 to 6, right? And then, of course, with what is written, they celebrated the, the festival of booths or the festival of tabernacles. Well, who's, who, who know who's familiar with, with that, the festival of booths or, or tabernacles? Just a show of hands. All right, not everybody. So, in Leviticus chapter 3, there are seven festivals that the people of God are to celebrate To to praise God, but also to remember God's provision for them, God's call on their lives. And the Festival of Tabernacles specifically is that time to remember how God sustained their ancestors in for 40 years in the desert between the Exodus and the settling of the land in Canaan, right? So it's just remembering God is our shelter. God feeds us. God protects us. You think as they're in... Uh, Back home in Jerusalem but there's other people who have been living there at the time and they don't particularly care for these folks right they're, they're, they're afraid and so they started well if we're afraid let's worship God because God t- takes care of us right so the, the second principle remember God's goodness in your past I think back at East Glenville and God has been so good to us so good to us How many people have have really been used by God in in mighty ways, right? To invest in folks. To be the the, the difference makers. How many others are there who work silently behind the scenes? Whose credit is seen by none other than no one else but God himself. Remember that God has been good to you. Right? As we're thinking about the present and praying about the future, remember what God has done in the past, and praise him for it. Next principle, verse 7. You see, they gave money to to the masons and the carpenters, and they gave food and drink and olive oil to the people of Sidon and Tyre, so that they would bring cedar logs by the sea from Lebanon to Joppa, as authorized by the king of Persia. If you're familiar with some of these places, and and how uh, the people of Israel have interacted with them in in the past, those are the right places to, to get materials from, right? And so I would say here is they wisely used their funds. As you, East Glenville, and as New Life down in Connecticut, as we're working together so that God's name may be praised in our community, we've got to realize that whatever our funds have, it's exactly what God has provided for us, and he just wants us to use it wisely. All right, verses 8 to 9. Now we have... Them starting to 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 build, right? They're starting to build. You have Zerubbabel and Jeshua and they're delegating. Specifically, that's what I want us to look at: is leaders are delegating responsibilities. This is a lesson that I need to remember because I'm a person who, like, I like wearing different hats, um, but that would hinder new life if I just did all the stuff because I can't do all the stuff. So leaders, there's. There's plenty of leaders in here. And there's plenty of other people who serve in other ways. But we've got to be delegating responsibility. I think that was a wise move for them. It's a wise move for us. Verse 8 is my next principle, right? So you see that not only did these guys and the leaders delegate the stuff, but the rest of the people or all the people who had returned from captivity began the work. Everyone participating in the work. How else could that be done? In the midst of a hostile environment. And so much work to happen. If it was just 10% of the exiles. It wouldn't happen. Likewise. God has gifted us. With various different gifts. We are the body of Christ. Each member. Working together. To build each other up. When I was here. I know, I know that everyone else in our church had something that I needed so that I can mature in my faith, right? I came here, you know, I've been pastor for, well, full time, you know, about almost two years. You know, you think, you know, Travis, you got it together. You got your preaching calendar down. You have it planned out to the end of the year. You know, you're doing good. I met with Greg Bandy and he asked me some questions. I was like, that was a good question. I never thought of it that way. And I remembered why I enjoyed being a part of his small group. Because he had something that, that I needed to mature in my faith. And likewise in different ways. I'm looking at you, Adrian. Because I'm thinking of, of, of a few different things. Uh, if not just the, the value of singing with gusto. That has such a value to me. I'm not doing it to pick on you. I'm saying, like, I picked that up. And sure enough, I, that really helps strengthen my faith. Right? There's things. We're the body of Christ working together. Each person doing something together. It's so important. And it's not just limited to Ezra chapter 3. All right. Moving on to the next principle. Oh, this is the good part. Verse 10, when the builders, they laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests put on their their vestments and they had the trumpets, the Levites, the sons of Asaph, who was the worship leader during the dedication to Solomon's temple. Um, But they had all their, their symbols and their instruments. They took their places and praised the Lord as prescribed by David, the king of Israel. And with praise and thanksgiving, they sang to the Lord, for he is good and his love towards Israel endures forever. And all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. As a community, we see that these folks are gathering together to praise God for the work that is being accomplished, right? My my, my second point, my second principle is remembering God's goodness in our past, right? We can praise God in the past, um, but also praising God for what's being accomplished right now. I heard those announcements, and you think, oh, yep, that's announcements. we got to get through them. i got to tell you, for me coming here, I think, wow, those announcements are exciting. They're exciting because God is doing things. There are people who are going to be going out doing a variety of things. How amazing that God is still at work, that his people are still working together so that God's name may be praised in your community." Don't forget to praise God for what he is doing currently. Because what he's doing currently is going to carry you forward to the future as well. God's not done with East Glenville. It's so obvious to me. I hope it's obvious to you. My last two points are a bit more challenging, and, but they're important they're important because when, one of the reasons why Ezra chapter 3 has just been sitting in my head for a while. Not just when, that, when Pastor Mitch asked me if I would like to come preach here. I wasn't thinking, oh, East Glenville. I was just thinking there, there, there's something worth noting here, right? The people are, are coming back. They're working together. They're praising God. And then we have verse 12. But many of the older priests and the Levites and the family heads. Who had seen the former temple. They wept aloud when they saw the, temp- the foundation of this temple being laid. While many others shouted for joy. I think we can get it, right? It sounds like they don't have as many, as, as much people. Uh, there wasn't like, it wasn't in, in, in the high point of the nation, you know, they're coming back as a very humbled people. There's a remnant, not a whole plethora of workers, right? It's probably not looking quite as big. And I think I can understand that some of the old, older folks, and I'm not picking on the older folks, it's just they're the ones who were able to see what it used to be, right? And, they, and I could imagine, we could, we could do a little bit of Christian speculation. Right? That's as much as this is that I'm able to say I'm doing right now. But we do know that they were weeping, right? And they were like, oh, it's, remember what the colors of the walls used to be painted? Do you remember how much gold was there? Do you remember how, how many people were here who like, man, you know, I love the Levites. I love these young guys, but they're not doing it exactly how it was done, You know what I'm talking about? Nostalgia is a wonderful thing. I have a lot of nostalgia here. But man, it could also be something that holds us back. Makes us lose perspective. So the seventh principle is we got to check our opinions and our perspective. Because here we have these folks, and they're like, oh, it's not like the same. And oh, you know, they're just not doing it. Like how I remember doing it. How I did it when I was younger. And again, I can understand that. But here's what, I, here's what stands out to me. Earlier, we see that there, there are young people, 20 years and older, who are actively involved in this working so that God's name would be praised in their community. Do you know I have people uh, in, in our church down in Connecticut who would gladly, and I mean, 100% gladly lose everything they had. Their house, their car, their, their, their 401k, everything. If only their kids and their grandkids would have a vibrant relationship with God. I know that. I, I, I hear it. They, we, we, we pray. that that their kids would come to know God. I hear it almost on a weekly basis. And I'm I'm, I'm just looking at the text and I see these older folks and they're like, oh, they're weeping aloud because it's not the same. And I'm like, your grandkids, your kids are working together and they're shouting for joy. God is doing something in their hearts and I just want to, if I was there, I would almost be like Haggai and say, you know, look, wake up. Check your opinions. Check your perspective. God is at work. You've got young folks excited. If there's one group of people that we should not look to as role models, it's the weepers. Last principle. Be aware of the type of noise that you make. Because my friends... You make noise. We make noise. These guys, they were making noise. Verse 13, no one could distinguish from the sound of the shouts of joy, from the sound of weeping, because the people made so much noise and the sound was being heard far away. There are outsiders. There are people who don't know God. There are people who are wondering, who are these folks? It's been 70 years since they've been here. Who is their God? What noise are they making? It sounds like they're happy and so maybe I want to go and check that out. But it also sounds like they're weeping and people are probably tearing their clothing and their hair out. I don't want to go there. Who are these folks? What noise are you making? I think we always need to be aware of the noise that we make. Right? Man, I I, I could, if I came up here and said, oh, you know, here's all the, the, the struggles that new life is having, right? Here's how the peop- some people are just resisting God, and that's true. I'm sure there's struggles here at East Glenville, too. I've been a part of East Glenville. Uh, I know even my own self. There was elements of, of my own pride and my own selfishness so that I was like, no, God, stop, stop pointing fingers at me. You know, just let me do my thing, and don't let everybody else bother me. Right? But that's noise. It comes out. How can it not? Our attitudes. We what be aware of what type of noise we're making. If we want to be the people of God working together so that the, God's name will be praised in your community, what noise are you making? What noise are Jamie and I making down in Connecticut? Guys, it's so obvious to me that God is still at work like I said, there's people in here that I don't recognize and I'm so happy for that. Right? And I know it's, it's, it's even summertime, so who knows how many other people uh, are a part of your church that I've never met yet. But that's great. That's great. I love your, I don't know if that's your purpose statement, your vision statement, your mission statement, but learning to love God, love others as we follow Jesus together, so good. So good. God still has a plan for East Glenville. You're in a very strategic location, not just here on Sunday morning, but also this time tomorrow when you go off. The church scattered. Or as Pastor Jim would say, during the 112, if you remember that. Continue to, be, to work together so that God's name may be praised in your community. Not just so people say, man, look at this level. What a great church. I just hope they do well. Which, that doesn't sound bad. But what is your, our real desire? What a great God. When people come in and, and you go out to say, what an amazing Savior. Begin by worshiping God. Remember God's goodness in your past. Wisely use your funds. Leaders, delegate responsibility. Everybody participating in the work together. As a community, praise God for what is being accomplished. Because things are being accomplished. Check your opinions and perspective. And be aware of the noise you make. There's some good takeaways there in my humble opinion because it's echoed in other places in scripture. Let's pray. Lord God, I do thank you for your word. I do thank you for how you have used it and continue to use it, even this morning, to teach us, to correct us, to rebuke us at times, and to train us for righteousness. So that we, your servants, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. God, it is our desire that people would come in through these doors. Or maybe as, as we meet with them. But to see lives changed. Eternally changed. To see people come to saving faith in Jesus Christ. And find true joy and happiness, God. To, 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 to see uh, this church family just... Operate as, as as a loving, sincerely loving family with the love of Christ is just so much permeating everything that happens here, God. I commit my brothers and sisters, my spiritual aunts and uncles, and yes, my parents as well. Commit them to your good hand. Use them, shape them. Mold them. Do with them whatever you see fit. And may we all be people who make joyful noise because God is at work in our midst. Amen.